You may kick it off. You're starting it. You're doing it. Word. What's up, guys, man? Uh, welcome to this uh, episode of No Driving Gloves. Uh, we got something really pretty cool for you. This show, three guys that are in the industry that are just, you know, they, they've set out to make a difference. And, man, they, they've got people talking and uh, really excited about to share with you guys what they've done what they're getting ready to do and man, it's going to be awesome. So it's, it's just John and I, uh, the normal guys, but we've got Robert McGaffin, Rodney Hutcherson, and then Stephen Kim. These guys have created wheel hub magazine, truck cup magazine. And man, if y'all haven't seen this magazine, Holy cow. Just, you got to get your hands on this. I even hate to call it a magazine. It's more like a book that, they put out quarterly. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's insane. The detail. I mean, just when you grab this book is you just, you know, you got something special in your hands. So they've got some new things. Say, I got my box of magazines. I just showed the magazines. And when, uh, the 10, 10 year old brought it up, he goes, what is this? Cause this box had to be, <laughs> I don't know what, four pounds, five pounds <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just for three magazines. I mean, it's a nice magazine. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's off the charts. Cool. And, you know, just wanted to bring these guys on and let them kind of tell you what their motive behind it was, uh, what, what their future is. And, uh, a lot of the good things that's already happened to these guys in, in the short amount of time that, that they've been doing this and, Quick little funny story about my good friend Robert here. When when we built the Dart, I had three goals for that car. And I had never met Robert McGaffin, never talked to Robert McGaffin, didn't even really know what he looked like. All right. So but I knew that his photography skills were insane. And so my three goals for that car was to have a grade eight. Robert to shoot it for one specific magazine that we won't mention. And, uh, <laughs> and all three of those things happened. And it was like, once Robert shot the dart, man, me and him just clicked and become really good friends. And, uh, the rest is, the rest is history for that, you know, and, uh, you've pretty much shot every car that we've built after that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I think you've even shot a couple that we built before <laughs> for, for <laughs> other stuff. So, yeah. um, so anyway, um, man, I'll let, uh, I guess first question is, I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask you guys anyway, but so how did, how did all of this just kind of come about? Robert, how did you meet Rodney? Rodney, how did you meet Steven? I mean, how did all of this just kind of, how did this tornado get started, so to speak? So Stephen and I have been working together for probably close to 15 years. And when we were working for the old publisher, he wrote most of the stories that I shot. And in fact, when I built my car, he wrote all the stories and designed the motor for it. And we got in a, had a pretty good friendship going on for a long time. And it was probably, what, six years before we actually met face-to-face. So it was probably, I want to say six years ago, Stephen came to me with the idea for this. I would be on board because I wanted to do something different. It was probably a good three years before we could finally get to a point where, you know, we finally, I, I was at a point where I was at a crossroads. I wanted to change in my career. I kind of wanted to get away from the stuff that I had been doing and do something more, a little bit different. And so about four years ago, I called Stephen up and I said, okay, we got to get this thing off the ground. And our hangup was we didn't have a designer and we have talked to another designer about setting something up and then something happened and we lost contact. And then in the meantime, Rodney and Steven had crossed paths. Steven can take that from there. Yeah, so we had the writing covered. We had the photography covered. We just, uh, but without a really good graphic designer to pull it together, all we had were uh, JPEGs and Word documents, and that's not very interesting to look at. So we looked really long and hard for the right guy to put together. We put some feelers out there. I kind of started working with one guy, like Robert mentioned. Got a quote from another guy, just about had a heart attack. And uh, so 
you know, so we, we went with what we could afford, which wasn't much, and we ended up with Rodney. No, but uh, <laughs> you gonna let him talk to you like that, Rodney? In, <laughs> in all seriousness, I had never met Rodney before, but we worked indirectly. Like we have a mutual friend named Jeff Cameron. He's got a shop out in Magnolia, Texas, uh, Dooley and Sons, and uh, he had me in there once. One day, he wanted to put a little, uh, not even a brochure, just a six by nine almost flyer handout kind of thing for some parts he was selling so uh i went out there took some pictures put the text together and he said oh i'm gonna have my buddy rodney put this together and so i knew rodney did all his t-shirt designs all the artwork and the logos on that and i always liked it you know just the way he put that little flyer together if you want to call it a flyer I, I could just tell this is a car guy. Not only is he really talented in, in terms of the graphic design, uh, I can tell he's a car guy. Just the way he uses the images that he uses, the way he selects them. So I was like, hey, I, I, I don't see how it hurts to give Rodney a call. I just called him up one day. Now, he was interested. You know, He said he'd uh, uh, never done a magazine before. And I was like, that's really good, actually. It's just not a bad thing. Uh, so we met up for lunch one day, just kind of uh, ran some ideas by him. And that's how that's how we started. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure Rodney's perspective on that might be a little different just because, well, I remember when I talked to him, actually, we've never, I've never talked about Rodney or with Rodney about this since this happened. Uh, <laughs> I got the distinct impression that he thought we were out of our minds a little bit if not a lot. Um, and, but interestingly, I think it, when he went home, I handed him a thumb drive, said, here, here's some of the images we want to use. Like what, what me and Robert did is Robert, he just has this unbelievably vast portfolio of images. So it's like, hey, let's pick a few cars that we think would look cool. Um, we can't just tell people what we're doing because it's just going to sound crazy to them. We're because if you think about how magazines have always been done, at the time, you had about a, a 70, 80-page magazine. 60% of it was ads, and it was printed on not very nice paper, and the feature articles were three or four pages long. So compare that to us saying, no, we're going to do something about 160 pages. Uh, it's going to be a really nice paper. The feature articles are going to be 20 pages. And we're not going to have any tech articles at all. It's just going to be a whole bunch of nice eye candy, show off what these builders can really do. Um, it, it sounds a little nutty. So um, I, I understand why Rodney probably thought we were out of our minds. And actually, I distinctly remember him saying, so you want to do an Ikea catalog with cars in it. And, 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 uh, yeah, I, I thought of, I thought about that for a second. I was like, "Yeah, not exactly, but it's actually it would be closer to an IKEA catalog than a car magazine." So, anyway, I'll, I'll let Rodney take it from here. Again, I've never asked him. I don't know what the thought process was like before. From the time you know I, we handed the thumb drive to him, he went back and looked at it, and uh, it kind of went from, "Hey, can you put this together for us?" How much? How much do we need to pay you to, hey, I like what you're doing. I actually want to be a part of this thing. Yeah. Wow. What a handoff. The one question Stephen asked me was, do you have any? Well, I asked, you're going to do a print magazine in the age of digital. <laughs> so does that make any sense? And he asked me, do you have any digital subscriptions? And I said, yes, I do. And I won't mention which one it is. It's a magazine that recently is no longer with us. And he says, do you look at it? And I thought for a second and I said, no, I've looked at it one time and I, I don't like the swiping. It doesn't work in a magazine format for me, unless you're on a computer and you can't swipe and pull on a computer. The screen's not big enough to really look at the content that you want. So that was my first reaction. And then after going home and looking at all of Robert's groovy images, playing with it a little bit, because i, I my degree is actually in graphic design, but I was a custom painter for 25 years. So I was kind of going back to the beginning to even do all this again. Well, and then the other thing they told me was we want to do 20 page features. And I thought you lost your mind. You can't do 20 pages on one car. And then after looking at Robert's images, I thought, how do we squeeze all this into 20 pages? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of a crazy circle. And then when it came time to actually tell them a, a, you know, cost or how are we going to work all this out? I, 
I had talked to them enough to figure out that the time investment in this, um, no offense to anybody, but there's no way they're going to be able to pay for this. There's, it was going to take a lot of time and energy and money. So I thought in typical Rodney fashion, if I'm going to lose my rear end, I might as well try to be part owner of the thing. <laughs> and that's what I did. I, I thought, well, I'll just pitch it to him. I, I, I want a third of the company and I'll, I'm in for the whole enchilada. And after a little thinking, they said yes. And off we went. Something Stephen mentioned a minute ago was us builders. We look at each car as, as a piece of art. And what can we do to it to make it cool, to make it unique, to make it one of a kind? You know, that's the same approach y'all took for this magazine. It's not just a magazine. Each page is a is a piece of art. And, I mean, to the multiple covers, to even the damn ads. I mean, the ads in this magazine – it's part of it's part of the magazine. It's part of the it's part of the art side of things. We spend a lot of time on the ads, a lot of time. And you can tell. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's it's. I, I'm I'm speechless every time I open it up. I'm just like, man, this is this is where it's at. You know, this is where. Yeah. No, will will you bring up a great point that kind of segued into what Robert just said? I mean, we were in a uh, for a long time a very uh, unusual situation where you know the builds just kept getting better and better and better every year you go to SEMA or you go to Detroit and just the caliber of cars just keep getting better and better yet how they were presented in the media gets worse and worse and worse uh, so we already talked about the shortcomings on the print side but then on the digital side, too, I was talking to uh, you know, Alan Johnson the other day. He's all, yeah, I mean, anyone can throw their car up on Instagram. But you know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be in the magazine, so I wanted to be on the cover. That's what you aspired to do. And you know, it doesn't look two seconds at Instagram. You know, and it's so hard to tell the difference between a Riddler car, a grade 8 car, and a 10-footer online. It just doesn't translate. I, I try to put myself in the shoes of a builder. It's like, hey, I got five, 6,000 hours into this thing. Is doing pretty well. Uh, it's getting winning some awards. Now's my time for my 15 minutes of fame. I need to find that next customer. And then, sure, it's great to get pictures of your cars online or uh, an article, even if it is just three or four pages. But I'd have to think that takes the wind out of your sails, especially when what you're, what most people are looking at, they can't tell it apart from the 10-footer, even though it's a million times nicer. All we're trying to do is just show what you guys are doing. Just present your cars in a way that, that does justice to them. And that's it. Our job is really simple. Well, as a car guy, I wanted, you know, I thought when I used to anxiously wait by the mailbox for, I guess I could just say it, Trucking Magazine and Car Craft Magazine and Rod and Custom, when all those magazines used to come, the one thing that I hated after I looked at them was, and they're great magazines, but because they were only 70 or 80 pages long or 90 pages, however how long they were at the time, you know, you really didn't get a full look at the car. You saw a little picture of a part of the interior. You saw a little tidbit of the engine sometimes. And, if, and they had to pick and choose in their defense. They didn't have the real estate to really show you the car 360 degrees. When I started laying out the magazine, again, because of Robert's images and because Steven's going to write about all of it and tell you about all of it. I thought you should be able to see the, as much as the car is humanly possible in, in 18 or 20 pages. So I, my hope is, is that after you look at a feature in wheel hub, you feel like you really know that car pretty well. And at least some of the really neat details that you guys kill yourselves over, you're able to see in those layouts. And I hope, I hope that comes through. That's, that's our objective. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it is, you know, it's frustrating as a builder when, you know, I'm going to use the, you know, the, the shifter on the, the 42 truck that we built. I mean, if, if that truck wouldn't have been featured in wheel hub, nobody would have known that that was a shotgun shell, you know, in the middle of that shifter. And Robert, Robert's amazing. He, he don't even have to ask you. It, it's like, he knows about every car that's ever been built and he knows what's different and what ain't different. And it's like, he just, he just, 
he gravitates to to the to the little cool things that that you dreamed of and built on a car and you see the images that that he captures and it's just like man it's 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 it's, it's mind blowing that that he he can really capture what's really there. Well, how long did we spend on the dart? <laughs> and how many um, pictures did I end up getting in there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, mean we, it's, from right. my end, it's frustrating because right. I'll I'll spend the time because my philosophy is I, you know, when I'm with a car, I may never be able to get another chance of that car, and so I'm going to utilize the time I have. And I ask a lot of questions and I ask a lot, you know, look at it over one before I start shooting. And I'm very detailed oriented when it comes to the design of the car. I find little how different parts and pieces work together and try to get little shapes and kind of graphics out of the car too, a little bit of designs out of it that I can pull along with the whole car. And I've, you know, I've gotten myself in trouble early on with time management because I spent so much time on details. I forgot to shoot the rest of the car. And that was kind of the same thing with the dart. I mean, we spent by a day and a half shooting that thing and yeah. I knew I wouldn't have another opportunity at it. And so that was, that was my main reasoning. And it, and then when it gets whittled down from like a hundred pictures down to like 10, Damn. you know, and then they don't use the best ones. So that's always <laughs> frustrating. So <laughs> having a chance to like really, I guess, have our own control over it and, and thank God, I mean, Rodney's got such a great eye, too, because, I mean, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've requested a different image. And he usually gets it right off the bat with image selections. So there is no you know, worry. We all we all can kind of like, I don't know if nobody, I don't know if you, John knows us, but I'm in Wisconsin and they're in Texas. Usually if we have an idea or something, you know, it's just a text or an email away and we can get business done within a couple seconds. So that's kind of how I look at things. I don't want to. I want to capture what you guys have done because after seeing the truck, and especially when I saw that in Bear Steel and all the stuff you guys have done, that was, and it's, it's frustrating sometimes as a, as a photographer who, I mean, I really obviously care about this stuff. If I'm want to show the best of what you guys can do, kind of what our big philosophy is we want to, the bar that's been raised over the last few years, has just been incredible and it keeps going higher and higher. So whatever we can do, as the media source to help promote that for you guys, or at least show people what you guys are capable of. We've, we've been really fortunate from the very beginning. And I say this over and over again, like a broken record player that, you know, the, the first people to get behind it were people like you will at, at big Oak garage. It was big Oak garage, Johnson's hot rod shop, Troy Trepanier, a roaster shop. It was the who's who of the industry that got behind it. And that's helped us out tremendously, and we'll always be grateful for that. So we appreciate uh, you and everyone else that got behind it from the very beginning. <laughs> when uh, when Robert showed me the beta copy, I was like, I mean, my my mind was blown. And and you know, the the crazy thing about it, a lot of times you'll see you'll you'll watch a sizzle reel, or you'll get a beta copy of something, and you know it's badass. It's awesome. But when the real thing comes out, it's like, wah, 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 wah. You know, it's, it's like seeing the concept car and then the production car comes out, you know, where this was the opposite. I mean, the beta copy came out and then the real one came out and I was like, holy cow, this, this is better than the beta copy. Holy. I mean, wow. Well, there's a, there's a whole story behind that, too. I mean, we, we've gone over how, you know, when we first met Rodney and ran the idea by him with these 20-page features and whatnot, it all sounds so so different than what you're accustomed to. It's, you know, you, you think these guys are out of their minds to where that's why we, we knew we had to do the beta because it, it was like if we went around telling, if we just described the magazine to you and you've never seen it before and you never see the beta before, no one would buy it. Um, certainly no one was going to advertise in it because it just sounds like the craziest thing you've heard of. Um, this is why we had to, we had to put that thing together so we can show it to people and they actually could kind of grasp what we're talking about versus um, just some guy babbling like a buffoon with these 20 something page features and no tech articles and 
most hardly any ads. So unless we had done the beta, I, I honestly think we wouldn't be sitting here. I don't think we would have ever gotten the thing off the ground. Well, you say it, you say it simple, but it, it it's it's not simple. I mean, what y'all have created the the dream team of a of magazine people, in my opinion. I mean, getting to know some of us builders is is kind of is kind of difficult, isn't it, Robert? No. Um, no. I mean, you, you made it pretty easy. I'm an open book, man. If we get along, we get along. You know, some some of these builders are are pretty pretty tough to crack and get in their shops and you know but man y'all y'all came out of the gate with the baddest cars on the planet in the first issue that goes back to the hard work that you guys put in before y'all even created this you know y'all have a hard job too of crap robert flies all over the freaking country shooting cars and and this day and age that's that's not easy to do. I mean, we, you were in Atlanta not long ago during all this COVID stuff. I know it's our job and that's what we do, but when half the country shut down and you, yeah, you know, you're still out there shooting cars to, to make this thing work, there's nothing easy about it. Say, so I was going to comment a little bit and going back, you know, I restored cars, so I don't build cars. And it was always, it's still a goal to get into a magazine. And what you guys have done in just, a very, very short period of time, I think, is just phenomenal. You've put out this great magazine, thumbing through it and reading through it. You hard, It's probably not good, but the ads blend with the photography. I mean, everything about the magazine's quality, and you've created something that I think just about everybody in the industry aspires to be in. I mean, with Wheelhub, and obviously, it got to a point that you've expanded into the two other publications it's just you know like will said it's kind of amazing that you you guys just happen to be the right mix for the cocktail that has put put a magazine that's desirable that people are willing to spend a couple of extra dollars on because of the quality in in this day of digital it seems odd it seems crazy until you actually get one of the magazines in your hand and you go through it and uh you you don't find yourself a lot of times when I read uh, print things I'm trying to you know two finger or whatever blow it up like I do on my iPad and your, your magazine the the photography is good enough that I I went through all three issues the other day and didn't find myself doing that once and usually just mentally I'll I'll do it and I I don't know it's just being spoiled so. <laughs> I tell everybody as long as you hold the magazine, the battery will never go dead in it. <laughs> That's right. I don't think you could have sold a magazine, you know, in, in 2017, 2018 to anybody, a new magazine concept, unless you did something and proved that you were going to be different. I mean, you're producing a book every four months or every three months. Let me do my math correctly. And it's a, you know, it's a solid book. And if you would have went around and said, oh, I'm going to do these 20 page features and I'm going to be thinking of, you know, um, something from a museum named magazine publishing company, how they just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And, you know, you've got 48 pages of ads and a 60 page magazine. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right. You know, the, like I said, you guys got it right. You marketed it right. I'm kind of anxious to see what's next from you guys. And I want to say, isn't that a little bit of what's here? Everybody knows Wheelhub, but I've got an image of a magazine behind me that doesn't say Wheelhub on it. Do we want to, can you tell us the craziness that goes, hey, let's go ahead and build a family of magazines? I think that happened when the 19 books got killed last December. And I remember actually driving with my kids back from Chicago and my phone blowing up between Stephen and Rodney and I about what's going to be next. Cause now we have this huge hole of what can we do? And I think we finally decided on pretty much right at Pomona, what we were going to do. Uh, you know, Robert and Rodney can tell you this, but uh, you know, there, there are things that I'm always kicking around in my head that I'll kick around for a long time before I ever, you know, I, I want to have the idea really refined and figured out before and present all the information I need to present to them so that we can all make an informed decision 
before we even start talking about it. So now from the very beginning, to in my mind, we'll help with step one. Is okay, we get that out. It kind of covers a broad segment of the market. We'll make sure we can do one of them right and prove out the concept. And, and from there, you know, the world's our oyster. We can go in any direction we want. You know, last December, um, you know, 19 magazines went away at the same time. Yeah, then we started having some more serious discussions about, okay, well, what should we do next here? You know, we started talking about it. We hadn't settled on anything. You know, the day after, or actually the, the day uh, the Roaster Show um, finished back in January, and we, you know, packed up our booth and we're at dinner. We talked about it quite a bit. We didn't, couldn't really agree on anything. Me and Robert and Rod, we all had kind of different ideas. And, uh, you know, we agreed, somewhat agreed on some of them, didn't agree on other ones, and we adamantly disagreed on some other ones. But, you know, we, uh, you know, we, it's how it's going to work is we, sometimes we're going to, uh, can't agree all the time. And it's through, through those discussions that, uh, you know, even if in that moment it's uncomfortable that we kind of figure stuff out, you know, after the, uh, show ended you know we uh that's when we decided on doing trucks i mean uh, i think me and robert were, were we just wanted to do something now it was uh it, to me it was less about okay what what particular genre do we get go after i just wanted to uh do what made the most sense had a lot of market viability um uh, and whatever presented the best opportunity and make that successful I give credit to rodney he was very uh you know, he, he wanted to do a truck magazine from the very beginning. You know, a, as we talked about it, the more we thought about it, we eventually decided, okay, that might be our best opportunity and what makes the most sense. Not long after we got back from Pomona, we, we decided, okay, let's move forward with the truck magazine. You know, it came together pretty quick. That being said, I will, uh, I'll turn it over to Rodney now. I see Truck Hub in a lot of ways as his baby. He wanted to do the truck book from the very beginning. He never wavered from that, and that's what we eventually ended up doing. So uh, I'll let him talk about that. Editor's note, I drove a slammed 1980 Chevy truck to high school, and I still own it to this day. <laughs> this this guy did too? Yep. Yep. I had a uh, an 83 Blazer two-wheel drive, K5, slammed on the ground, full size. Still got it. The first place I drove my truck completed was my prom. It was pretty cool. Uh, no, the truck deal, uh, it's a, that's a pretty hot market. And I've got a lot of friends that have trucks and are into trucks and trucks only. It's, it's really sort of a, as you probably know, a little bit of a cultish thing on some level. So I just, I kept thinking that, you know, that there's, it, well, it's, I, and first of all, I appreciate the competition just kind of going away on its own. That was very helpful to our cause. I mean, I hate that all those people were negatively affected, but for us personally, it was a, it was a golden opportunity. It just seemed like uh, we needed something that was in a separate lane than wheel hub, a completely separate lane to pursue. And because I love trucks, I also feel like, um, and what's a nice way to put this? Uh, as much as I love trucks, I think there's a certain segment of the truck, population that needs to be uh, refined a little bit. Is that, is that a fair? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think trucks can be seen in a little bit more sophisticated light. And so truck hub, hopefully when you look at it, will take that concept and, and, and sort of portray that. Uh, it, it's a little, it's a little tougher with trucks doing that, that format. Um, there's not quite the detail sometimes on all those trucks as there are on a, a, a five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar hot rod. And again, Robert does a great job and uh, of ph photographing all the details. But uh, anyway, that that's the goal is to take trucks, make them look a little more sophisticated. Do the same thing with Wheel Hub. You can you can after you've looked at a feature, you can feel like you've seen the entire vehicle, engine, interior, the details, the bodywork. Uh, the stance, a couple overalls, and you can get a good feel for that vehicle after you've looked at uh, feature and, and truck hub. So hopefully we, and you know, the other thing about wheel hub and truck hub that I struggle with personally laying all that stuff out. So if it was up to me, both of those, all of our magazines would look much more contemporary than they do because 
really I looked more at architectural magazines when we started all this than I did car magazines. But, you know, I'm from Pasadena, Texas. I'm just a redneck at heart. And a lot of my hot rod buddies are just rednecks. And, you know, when we we started coming up with the look and feel of of these things, I didn't want to make it so aloof looking that I lost my redneck friends, if that makes any sense. (laughs) So we try to, we try to find a nice balance between uh, a little bit more of a sophisticated format, but not, not to lose that hot rod feel to it. And I hope that comes across in in our magazines too, as well as the truck magazine. That's, it's a pretty, it's a little bit of a tricky course to, to navigate, but that's my goal when I lay that stuff out. One of the questions I have about truck hub is, so in, in wheel hub, man, y'all, y'all shoot anything, a cool airplane, a cool motorcycle, late model car. Doesn't matter. Yep. If, right. Yep. If There's it's no cool, guardrails, it's going in the magazine. So as far as truck. Well, the theory was if you're a gearhead, if you like, if you like a, a 32 Ford that slammed and, and, and chopped and channeled, you're probably going to like that cool airplane too. You can Absolutely. appreciate the work in it. No, no, that's I didn't fine. mean to interrupt you, but that that's that's so, the thought process. So in Truck Cub, um, in in the first issue, you know, we're mostly hot rotted trucks. So are we gonna see maybe some off road type stuff, some uh maybe some desert runner type of thing and and this overland camping stuff has gotten huge and you know, just is, is it going to be like a super broad spectrum of anything that has a bed on it? Is that kind of the thought process, kind of like the the wheel hub deal say, is? I'll be completely honest with the wheel. All those guys you're talking about, it depends how big of a check they can write us to bribe us. So we'll <laughs> consider everything. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, I think it is a bit of a moving target. I'll let Rodney and Robert chime in because again, we're three car guys, but we all got different tastes. So yeah, the first issue had a bunch of hot rod style trucks. Personally, that's what I like. Yep. Again, nothing wrong with the newer trucks. They can be cool. But to me, if a square body Chevy was the newest we got, I'd be completely fine with that. Uh, That being said, (laughs) you know, we got that killer 96 dually in the first issue that Mike Barcia built. That's an awesome truck. There you so go. Um, I can't, you know, I have to uh, remind myself that I can't be that narrow-minded. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's open-ended, but I'll let the uh, other other two guys chime in. I think it's going to be pretty much kind of the same way we'll have as kind of anything goes. Um, I guess within reason for the most part. Um, right. I mean, I have uh, obvi- my- obviously, obviously it's got to be badass. Number yeah. one, it, it's got to be over the top killer. But I mean, we like in wheel hub, we try to do some kind of a somewhat of a different take on our car review. Sometimes I mean, we've had George Potich GT in it. We've had um, the Rolls Royce in the first issue and we want to do a lot. We want to do some more of that stuff. Um, in fact, it would, yeah, a we yacht. had a yacht, but um, <laughs> like, like you were saying, the overlanding will, um, I actually follow a landscape photographer that's taken to Colorado and, converted it for his um overlanding for when he goes do his landscape photos so i've been in talks with him about doing kind of a review slash overland kind of story on that truck and him and and i think there's definitely broad market i don't think we're going to be it's just going to be hot rods it could be restored vehicle it could be i mean it's just going to have to be something that's like you said it's got to be really cool um or has a good story or all the above um me personally, I mean, I'm, I like just about everything. So it really doesn't matter. Almost anything with a motor for me will work. Um, and I really relish the challenge of trying to shoot these different vehicles. So I think the magic question is after we get a couple out and talk to people and get some feedback, you know, are you, are you interested in looking at what you're, you know, some overland stuff? Are you interested in looking at a big four wheel drive? Or are you more interested in a lower truck? Or you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, me personally, I can look at all kinds of stuff. I don't really. I think until we get 
going a little bit and get a little feedback and talk to some people, I think we'll have a better handle on where that content trail will, will end up. Wheel Hub, I feel strangely more confident with going all over the map because we just threw the guardrails off everything right from the beginning. The truck deal, um, yeah, we're going to have to branch out some, but I, I'd like to get a little feedback from the readers and the people that are looking at it and, and uh, see where, you know, our, ultimately someone has to be interested in it and in, in the content or you're, oh, yeah, you're, you're not just doing pissing good. in the wind. Yeah. I don't want to be different just right. to say we're different. I don't want people to be interested in it's, what we It's easy to be different. It's easy to be cool. It's hard to be different and cool. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Will, uh, as someone who's got your finger on the pulse of the industry, you, you build a lot of cool cars and trucks. What do you want to see? Um, personally, I would like to see anything with a pickup. Right. Man, there's, there's, uh, there's, Thanks for narrowing well, down, Will. I'm, I'm going to elaborate a little bit. I'm not a four wheel drive guy. Uh, I, I never have been. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say I never will be. I, I like this Overland camping thing that's kind of that's that's kind of hitting the market really hard right now. I mean, some of the stuff these guys are coming up with is really is really really cool. I like the guys that take a a brand new Chevrolet truck off the showroom floor or Ford truck, Dodge truck, whatever, doesn't matter. And bag and I hate this term body drop or channel and put them right on the ground with these big wheels. I mean, will I ever build me one like that? Seriously, probably never will, but I enjoyed looking at that and man, you know, what kind of, yeah, we build super crazy expensive hot rods, but who goes and buys a brand new Chevrolet Dually and cuts the floor pans out of the thing? You know, <laughs> I mean, I just, I think that's cool. I think, um, there's a lot of young guys out there that are building later model trucks that really have a good, a good eye for detail and, you know, mm-hmm. making these trucks look, look insane and looking badass. And so, you know, I can kind of see it going, going a lot of different directions and, and getting a lot of good feedback. Um, just like the Dooley uh, you guys have in, in the first one. I mean, that, that truck, that truck is super, super nice, but you know, some stuff along that lines and, 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 you know, these kids that are taking these diesel trucks and, you know, putting 26 inch wheels and mud tires. I I cannot stand it. I can't stand it, but you know, (laughs) there's a huge following there. I mean, go to SEMA. Good Lord. How many jacked up trucks with 26 inch wheels and mud tires do you see? Granted, they may. (laughs) And lots and lots and lots of money. They may not have a front drive shaft, but they look cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I've played and paid attention to many trucks going back to probably 85, 86, you know, after high school, a little bit different than what you feature. Uh, I, I had a, uh, a 90 Isuzu pup and I graduated in 90 convertible, you know, custom paint job, Corvette motor, you know, all of that. So I even understand a little bit of the truck things. <laughs> and first thing about truck hub, what I think the great thing about it is, you know, I've seen, it's kind of more at the tail end, but I've kind of seen the height of the mini trucks and them go away and the, you know, the little vans go away, uh, you know, the Astro vans and things. And they've always existed in the background. And when I, you know, when you told me truck hub and Will told me about truck hub a couple of months ago and coming and I'm, I'm interested in seeing it because you did such a nice job with wheel hub, but I'm thinking of, mini trucking and trucking magazine and that and you guys have you know not only updated or you know created this magazine you've kind of updated all of that thinking and it's a great um you know it's just this magazine could potentially maybe wake up some of the truck people out there (laughs) as somebody who read trucking magazine for 30 years you know back in the 80s 
90s, everything was slammed. That was that magazine. You know, if you uh, Maybe once in a while you'd see a lifted truck and nothing, and excuse me, but nothing pissed me off more than to see a lifted truck in the magazine because I'm all about lowered. As I've matured, I've learned, and especially the way the truck hobby is now, you have to embrace it all. Because even if I don't like that guy with the lifted 4x4, his money has helped create parts or help kept a business in, you know, a place in business that allows me to do my, you know, lowered truck now. It, it all plays hand in hand. But what I was thinking, and you got, you know, you said, we're going to wait, we're going to, you know, publish a few issues. And of course, you know, it's magazines. So you guys are probably through, you know, at least an issue up, and if not two. Um, I think you have to kind of grab the bull by its horns. If all, all of a sudden you produce truck hub with all these hot rod trucks that's what your readers are going to expect i'm somebody who loves square bodies i love the you know the 88 generation of chevys a little bit of rounded things uh the the uh er, early rams the 94 rams after that so i like some of the little bit more up-to-date stuff it's cool to look at the older trucks for me but i'm somebody that uh, out of all the trucks in that issue the 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 Dooley, the, the late model Dooley is what excited me the most to see. And I think, you know, when I'm going to be honest, I'm going to stick this episode and promote it in some of the mini truck groups that I'm in. And there's always an argument over what's a mini truck. And a lot of guys have full size trucks and a lot of guys have lifted trucks. And what is the mini truck thing? I think the consensus of the group there, mini trucks, it, it's, they figured it's uh, kind of a lifestyle. And that's what I think the, the magazine can embrace is the lifestyle of trucking, the lowered trucks, you know, static drops. I love static drops. I, I'm not a big bag guy. I'm not a big hydraulic guy. I like static drops, but that, that against me. But it's just, if you're into it, you've got to learn to embrace everything in, in today's, today's world or otherwise it's all, it's an all or nothing deal. And I think that's really, you know, that's the thing with trucks. There's always going to be hot rods. There's always going to be just the only thing I ask that you don't start publishing is those stupid trucks that are all lifted in the, you know, lifted in the front, slammed in the back type things. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I've always said that we have failed a generation. When the back bumper is lower than the front bumper, where did we go wrong? Somewhere along the lines, we have failed these people. And it's a, that, I mean, that's, I get, that's because spindles are $235 and drop blocks are 20 bucks. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> if it's a, if it's a 49 Merc, 50 I'm Merc. Okay. I'm okay. okay. The back okay. bumper can be lower than the front bumper. Uh, even a 36 Ford yep. three window yep. kind of okay. custom style. I, I, I get okay. it, but, but a new Chevrolet truck, what is wrong with these guys? Well, you know, that it, I mean, there's a, uh, I'm, I'm glad that everybody finds their little thing that they like. I just, I was brought up in the generation where uh, a lowered vehicle should have a hot rod rate to it. That's just it. The front bumper should be lower than the back bumper. It's just the way I think. <laughs> right. And you can't change my mind. I won't hate you if you don't agree with me, but you can't change my mind on it. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I want to talk to you about your other magazine, but before we get there, you know, I like to you know, say you can follow No Driving Gloves on Facebook, check out our website, Instagram. You know, everything's linked through the, the website, uh, www.nodrivinggloves.com. Um, we just announced, and I don't have the number in front of me, but we now have a phone number for feedback and comments. It's uh, 802 something. I got to find it here. But while I look up our number for feedback, uh, do one of you want to uh, give a little highlight of where, where do I go to get my truck hub? Where do I go to get my uh, wheel hub? And where do I go to get Mustang hub? Sure. Um, for wheel hub, uh, our website is wheelhubmag, M-A-G, short for magazine.com. The reason it's mag is because if we wanted wheelhub magazine, the domain was too expensive. So we shortened it up to mag. And the and so the rest of them are the same. Truck hub is truckhubmag.com. Mustang hub is mustanghubmag.com. For anyone listening to the show, if you want to use 
discount code gloves that will get you 20 for 20% off. Nice. And if you're in the Alabama area, you can always stop by Big Oak Garage and pick up Scott <laughs> That's right. That's right. And also, man, these guys are on Instagram. They're on Facebook, uh, Wheel Hub, Truck Hub. Uh, they're always posting cool stuff. Uh, make sure you go give them a like and a follow and a comment. And I mean, if you go to if if you think their Instagram and Facebook is cool, you got to subscribe to the the magazine. I I know I sound like a broken record here, but well, I was the number one subscriber of Wheel Hub and the number one subscriber <laughs> of Truck Hub. And if they come up with Scooter Hub, guess what? I'm going to do my best to be the number one subscriber just, just because of there's going to be something in there that's going to be cool. It's going to blow your mind. The photography, the graphic design layout, the words, it's, it's all just, uh, it's something special, you know, and that, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just when you get your hands on it, it's something special. I'll say it was interesting, you know, being there when you were the first subscriber for Wheel Hub too. <laughs> it's just it's just dumb luck how that yeah. happened. He's all about match sets. He likes that subscriber number zero zero one. So you you've just got to let it, next <laughs> thing that comes out, you got to let him know. Even even if it's years <laughs> in advance, get get his twenty bucks or forty bucks <laughs> now. So. Let's go ahead if I want to kind of close out the show because you're not all truck hub. You're not all wheel hub. You also have a third and much more colorful magazine, or at least the issue I have is uh, much more colorful Mustang hub. Uh, which one to use the Mustang guy? Um, I, I always say uh, of the three, it'd probably be me. I mean, the, uh, you know, the car I always wanted in high school was a five liter Mustang. Um, that's what, you know, my elementary school was right next to the local high school, and that's what all the kids had. They had five-liter Mustangs. I'd hear them every day after school doing burnouts. Um, so I just kind of got hooked. And, you know, the um, you know, for, for Mustang Hub, we uh, were really lucky. We uh, brought a fourth team member on board, Henry De Los Santos, uh, who – Right before doing Mustang Hub, he was the editor of uh, Muscle Mustangs and Fast Forwards till the very end. So uh, we're really, really blessed and grateful to have him aboard. And, he, and he's doing a great job with that magazine. Uh, you know, fortunately, he's he's been doing it for so long that we can be pretty hands off. He can, uh, you know, he he knows how to run a magazine. So uh, you know, we we support him and the, those guys the best they can. Um, and you know, it's great when you have good people that can just. Uh, you know, take the ball and run with it. Well, that, that's the key, isn't it? Steve Jobs or something that said that, that you hire smart people and let them do what they do and you don't manage sure. them. So, the, so the, if you're going to hire them and manage them, just hire somebody at half right. the money. You know? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah. the key to being successful in business is hiring people that are smarter than you. Oh, yeah. We try. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't take much to, me, to get somebody smarter than me. So. Me neither. <laughs> In, in the spirit of Derek, when do we get to see Zamboni Hub? Uh, yeah, because yeah, you know he would ask. Yes. Oh, no. Zamboni. No, so, so with that, and um, regular listeners understand why we want the Zamboni Hub magazine with our, uh, what, what was it, blueprint engine <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. tube frame. I want to thank, uh, you know, Stephen, Robert, and Rodney for reaching out, asking to be on the podcast, helping, you know, wanting us to help introduce uh, Truck Hub to the world. Um, you know, again, we mentioned Mustang Hub, we mentioned Wheel Hub, and everything's at Truck Hub, Mag, everything, magazine name, mag.com. Uh, you know, check that out and subscribe. I think they said there's a promo code, uh, gloves, uh, to get 20% off. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for listening and any closing words from any of you or. Well, pre first I pre really appreciate you having us on the show. It's a lot of fun. If I could close out with one thing that we kind of forgot to mention was I think beyond anything, obviously we love cars. We love trucks. We want people to enjoy them. But you know, for me all along, the real reason for doing this in, in a much larger context is you know, no one's got to build a hot rod. You need your daily driver. You need your grocery getter. 
No one's got to build a hot rod. No one's got to build a motor. It's, it's play money. No one's got to do it. So we're all very blessed to be a part of this industry and to get to, to do what we love for a living. And, you know, we, we just want to do what we can to keep people excited about building hot rods. If someone picks up wheel hub or truck hub or Mustang hub or any other hub that we do, they look at it and go, hey, that's really cool. It, it makes me want to go in the garage and work on my car. It makes me want to order up parts. It makes me want to take my car out to big out garage and become a really big check. That's what we want. We just want to keep this thing going. So whatever we can do uh, to contribute to that, we're just uh, with the skill sets that we have, um, this is about the best way we can contribute. So that's, that's all we want to do is, is contribute to the cause, keep this thing going, uh, pass the torch to the next generation, get young people excited about building hot rods. Well, I think for me, it was, I think you can tell just by listening to what we've all said, it's, we're all very passionate about what we're doing. Um, we're very passionate about the industry. And for me, I wanted to challenge myself and push myself photographically. And I was being, I felt like I wasn't getting that to that point. And then when Steven and I talked about putting Wheel Hub together, my first thing was we want commercial quality work we want to try to push the envelope with that as much as we could and to be honest i felt like i've done some of the best work i've done in a long time so i get excited and get passionate about when i go out and shoot i really want to do the best i can possibly do on it and i think it comes through between the words that steven writes and how rodney puts it together you can can tell that we're very passionate about what we're doing and it's been very rewarding i can't get on that so I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the right. Well, you're you, visual you communication. Right that's my bit, skill so. set. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, well, you do pretty, no, you do pretty, Rodney, Rodney writes a pretty good fair amount too. So yeah. Rodney's actually a, for a hillbilly. He's a pretty good writer. I mean, <laughs> not compared to a, a normal non hillbilly, but for a hillbilly he's pretty good. <laughs> thank, well, thank you, I think guys, well, Guys, huge, huge congratulations on uh, the success that you guys have created for yourself in in the short amount of time that you guys have done it in. And man, I know, I know there's big things on the horizon for you, and just the little things like the Grand National Roadster Show deal that y'all got to do uh, this year, and that's just going to continue to grow everybody that has a hot rod shop in the industry respects what you guys are doing and appreciate what you guys are doing and y'all just keep it up. And I mean, big things are to come and and I I just, it's the best thing out hands down and everybody recognizes that. Thanks for the comment. We appreciate the support. So, and uh, yeah, Thank you, Will. Thank you, John, for having us on. Appreciate everything. Well, hopefully we can have you guys back on when uh, – well, I'd, I'd like to get you guys back on. I felt like we just kind of scratched the surface a little bit. Maybe in the next four or five months we'll get you all guys back on and, and maybe dig a little deeper and talk about Mustang Hub a little bit more. I mean, we didn't – we just barely touched on it. And when you all get ready to introduce what's next, uh, we'd, we'd love to be a part of that. Absolutely. All right, sounds great, guys. Y'all have a you good evening. You too. Thanks. You too. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you.